IV Coaches presents. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for your time and uh, coming to the interview. Thank you for your <laughs> gracious invitation and your uh, hospitality. Thank you. So, um, tell us about yourself. Uh, what's your background? What do you do in UAE? Okay, so I think, um, first and foremost, I would identify myself as an artist. And, you know, that's just my being. That's the way that I am in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I studied mass communication uh, in my university. So marketing, advertising, business, journalism, public relations. I see. At the same time, I was studying psychology. So I was always very interested in human behavior, understanding why I do, back then, why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Besides trying to understand why people do what they do. Like first it was, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, why am I doing this? You're wow. trying to understand yourself, right? So and hence me starting to study these, 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 uh, these life, uh, I guess they would call them uh, uh, arts, sciences, but it wasn't never engineering or physics. I was never really into engineering, physics, and mathematics. I was definitely more always on the other side, hence being an artist, right? right? So I'm, I'm also a musician. I, I'm a poet. I've been writing poetry and creative writing all my life. I've been playing music for 25 years uh, mm -hmm. now. And the more, that I, the, the more that I kind of study about this synthesis or this meeting point. So let me, let me share with you. You know what STEM stands for? Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics? Sure. So okay. now it's STEAM. Science, Technolo Technology, Engineering, Art, and Mathematics. Interesting. And a lot of times you see physicists or astrophysicists or scientists or PhD people who are really in that space, but then you realize they're also musicians or they're also painters. So the, the more, I believe, the more you're able to get both hemispheres of your brain to work, to work together mm -hmm. and be very comfortable in that space of uncertainty and ambiguity, the more interesting things become, in my view. So, short version, I have about 20 years of experience in broadcasting, television, media. I worked as a producer, as a director, as an editor. I used to work in television. I've done, uh, I've done just about everything around broadcasting. Not the technical stuff, like mm -hmm. MCR and stuff, but I was in operations and acquisition and content development, all that stuff. But always in parallel in my career, I was always interested in training, coaching, change management. I was always interested in the people side of things. Mm -hmm. And I've been very grateful that I've attended many, many, many different trainings and so on that cover the spectrum or the gamut of a lot of different, uh, I would say, modalities. Right? So whether it's seven habits, whether it's emotional intelligence, whether it's leadership, whether it's negotiation, all these things. So I guess I was very well prepped. Right? That when the time came for me to decide to, to, to take coaching really seriously, oh. um, I already had the background. I see. That was a natural... Um, it was a natural evolution. Right. So, you can, you, can, you, can, you can say that I wrote and published a book about the journey of self-development about seven years ago. Right. And what was interesting about it is that I thought that by giving people solutions, I was being a coach. So, you know, here's how to find your purpose, here's how to have a vision statement, here's how to have a mission statement, here's how to manage your time, here's how to nutrition, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. 
But what's interesting is I wasn't being a coach. On the, on the contrary, I was actually, I believe now that it was actually that, that tremendous. I'm not saying it's not, it's not a good thing to help people and give them some kind of guidance, mm -hmm. but it's the same idea. I was compartmentalizing everything within a specific solution. It's like, really? You want to manage your time? Here's what you need to do. Right. You want to have a mission statement? Here's what you need to do. And it's still useful. But it was like uh, one size fits all. This was the only arsenal I had. Right. Right. And uh, I don't think that what was, I wasn't being a coach at all, actually. I was being a trainer. Right. I, I, was, I was being yeah. a trainer. This, like telling people, giving people solutions. Here's what you need to do. Yeah. And at the time, there was this rise of, of, of a kind of, uh, I guess I don't want to say it was kind of like a fashion or a trend. But a lot of people were getting into life coaching. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were getting. This was after the crisis. Ten years ago today. 2009 in Dubai. Lots of people getting into life coaching, right? Right. And I believe it was interesting because I started to get coached by, by just to get an understanding of what the fundamental concept of coaching is. And I had some excellent experiences and I had some horrible experiences. Mm -hmm. Whether it's with actual coaching providers or coaches themselves. Okay, so that's my own experience. So I was like, I need to figure this out. I need to understand. So I took a decision to study actual coaching with the ICF, the International Coaching Federation, understand what coactive coaching is, different modalities, a bit of NLP, a bit of systemic coaching, a bit of um, um, ontological coaching, positive psychology. So I took this kind of round of all these different modalities. Mm -hmm. And... I think at that time, I was able to confidently say, ah, now I can easily know the differentiator between what a trainer does and what a coach does. Right. And now I call myself a coach. I'm <laughs> certified as ACC by the ICF. I focus on innovation in my career, but I also uh, focus on holistic coaching in my one-on-ones. In my -on right. And so my next question basically was, how do you help organizations with your coaching? What's your approach? So in my career, um, you know, the, the, the company that I, that, or the organization that I work for, we position ourselves as an innovation coaching consultancy, right? Exactly. And our value proposition, I know it's going to be like, it seems long, but we had to design it. So we empower people. It's about people, right? Uh -huh. To co-create, to validate, and to execute innovative solutions solutions that generate value for their stakeholders. And I can break this down. Right. Okay? Empowering people. So we don't tell people what to do. We empower them through workshops, yeah. through coaching, through consultancies, through tools, to help them find their own insights. But we facilitate these short-term, medium-term, and long-term workshops, consultancies, and so on, right? Mm -hmm. To co-create. So it's really important that the teams come together and understand that it's about breaking down the, the silos, normalization, the CEO and the, and, and the middle management and the new joiners can all work together in the same team because the diversity of the team is what really brings out the creativity and the innovation, right? Mm -hmm. To validate. So, you know, you have, these, you have these ideas or assumptions and you need to go out and try to find evidence for these things to validate them before you make these investments and to execute these innovative solutions that generate value. It's about generating value for stakeholders. Right. And it could be internal... It could, be external. it could be external. So a company might hire us to help them enable their internal innovation team to start to change the culture internally 
so that after f three months, six months, a year, there's a change that happened. And then we talk about how technology can become an enabler to that. Right? Right. Or it could be external. Help us redesign our retail experience. Help us, you know, recreate the tourism experience and so on. So it could be for external. It could be for internal. And w what I do is that, you know, I lead the, the, the delivery. So basically, I'm the head innovation coach, the lead innovation coach. So what that means is that I'm in charge of the instructional design. I'm in charge of the actual pre-work with the customers, with the clients. I'm in charge of actually engaging to a certain extent in that space and trying to understand more about what are your challenges? What are you trying to solve? Helping them with scoping, helping them with empathy work, helping them understand what user centricity or customer centricity really means. Then actually running the workshops, whether it's a training or a coaching because, or a consultancy. Because, for example, there was this one thing we did which was really awesome where the system was small enough for me that I was coaching a system. So there were 11 people. Okay. So I was coaching a system, right? What, what do that, you mean with that? What that means is, you know, I might come in and say, okay, you know, it would be like five or ten minutes of just basic, basic theory, understanding, and then three hours of coaching that system to help them work together and find their solutions. And, you know, there's an elephant in the room and nobody can see it. And he's like, hey, there's an elephant in the room. Right. But I don't, even, I don't even say what the elephant is, but it's like, excuse me, Anybody notice that there's an elephant? <laughs> Not an elephant. Does anybody notice something different about the energy in the room? Mm -hmm. What is it? Why is it there? Describe it. Define it. So using coaching questions within the context of a system. Very interesting. right? Okay. But then after that, I also had one-on-ones with all of them, where I was coaching the individuals around the mindsets and frameworks about how to really bring that innovative culture and what's their obstacles and what's their... You know, what are their challenges to enable them and empower them to really make this change, right? right? So I love what I do. I really do. I'm very, very grateful and appreciative because I believe that it allows me to really use my strengths. And there's a book called Exponential Organizations that's just, that's kind of like, it's a bit of a trend. It's an interesting book. It uses mm -hmm. some ideas about how companies, certain organizations are able to exponentially grow, succeed. Right. And it starts off with a concept called an MTP, which is a massive transformational purpose, which is linked to what Simon Sinek talks about, the three golden circuits. Start with why. Why do you do what you do as an organization? Mm -hmm. And how does that cascade down? And how do you bring everybody to be moving towards that same momentum, right? right. So as a human being, as an individual, I believe you need to have a massive transformational purpose. And I figured out my massive transformational purpose about 10 years ago which is to inspire and empower creative and positive change. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm about. Right. So whether it's through my music or through my being or through my workshops or through my career, I'm always saying, okay, am I, am I inspiring, empower, creative and positive change? And in the work that I'm doing right now, every single workshop that I run, I come out of it energized because I'm, I've seen that I've been able to affect that change. And right. people see the enthusiasm. They're like, you know, you're still on your feet 10 hours later and you're kind of like energized. I'm like, yeah, because I love what I'm doing. Right? Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, so basically the organizations, when they are having like this kind of expertise within the organizations, what's their hope exactly? What's, so I understand that you're helping a team to go through a known goal. Is that right? To like basically so, so grow... I, so whether, okay, so let me, let's redefine the question. 
are you asking within the context of disruptive or incremental innovation, or are you asking within the context of general coaching? No. Uh, basically disruptive innovation. So okay. what you are doing in an organization. So basically you're helping them first and foremost identify their challenges first and foremost because most companies have no idea where's the problem. Where the problem is. So yeah. we do something called a scoping exercise where we have a dialogue around a specific who are we generating value for? What right. what is the challenges strategically organizing? What does success look like? What's the current space? Where are you moving to? What's the what does the environment look like? What are some of the insights that you have? Mm -hmm. And from then, we have a conversation. Like, so there's a very powerful question, a very powerful ch uh, coaching question that we sometimes can ask an organization as well when there's mm -hmm. a lot of noise. Right. And I just say, okay. They're like, let's say 10 people, 10 CEOs. Okay. What's the one challenge? And listen to the way this question is articulated because it's even the way that it's articulated is important. Mm -hmm. What's the one challenge that when solved, will have the biggest impact on your success. I see. Not if solved, when yeah. solved. So it's, 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 it's aspirational. It's positive. And when you ask that question, everybody shuts up because it's a powerful question. And you don't, you don't break the silence. You let them think. You let them have. And, and once they identify that key challenge, you do maybe something called an affinity mapping exercise where you see where the common, where the common challenges are, whether it's process, whether it's collaboration, whether it's their business model, whether it's this competition, whatever it is. That's 50% of the solution, right? Knowing what the question is. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 think it's even, I think it's even more. I think it was Einstein. I don't know. One of the guys said, if I had like 100%, if I had like 100%, I would spend 90% of the time or 99% in exploration mode, figuring out what the challenge is, and then one, I mean, the rest of the time actually solving. And one of the things we actually really, really adamantly suggest and recommend to organizations is that, yes, you're in, you're in execution mode or exploitation mode. That's normal. Your business models have, have to run. Mm -hmm. You have to generate your value. You have, to, you have to have your ROI. You have to get your cash flow. It's fantastic. But you need to learn to take a step back and spend and allocate resources in the search mode, in the exploration mode. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, Alexander Osterwalder, who's basically... Uh, so. Whether it's IDO, you know, one of the one of the companies that I've studied with, they are they're on the forefront of like innovation and design thinking and industrial design, or Alexander from uh, Osterwalder from Strategizer, who created the business model canvas, and I believe he's really at the forefront of creating you know uh, frameworks that really help innovation management for organizations. Mm -hmm. And he talks about you know value proposition design, but he talks also about you know creating a portfolio of innovation projects. And in a way, you're able to basically have this, this kind of like uh, interesting um, portfolio of these projects and you're able to map w what's working and what's not and what do you continue to uh, invest in and what do you let go of. And, and this is, there's a new book coming out now called uh, Testing Business Ideas, which is a, really an application of the scientific method of you know, validating your assumptions right. to your innovation portfolio. You know, so you need to execute and exploit, but you also need to invest time and money in searching. Right. And even the design thinking cycle that we use, a typical two-day workshop, we spend the first day exploring, scoping, field work, empathy, building personas, customer journey mapping, crafting insights. Really, and and it's it's normal that you know when you have a when you have a room full of experts, subject matter experts. They're quick to run to the solution. Mm 
-huh. I know what to do. And I was like, no, you don't. Take a step back. It's okay. You've got 40 years of experience and you're getting paid a million dollars a year. That's okay. It doesn't mean that you have the right answers. Mm -hmm. And it's a challenge for some people if they don't have that mindset of, they call it a beginner's mindset. So IDEO talks about embracing ambiguity. Right. Failing often, failing fast and learning from failure. Being comfortable with this uncertainty. Having creative confidence. You know, remember when we were children, you know, you give you some paper and crayons. You don't tell me I don't know how to paint. You start to, or you start to draw. So all of these things together, and it's, it's a journey. I believe it's a journey. I believe a lot of organizations want to be able to be agile and, and have this, this, these resources to be able to continue to generate value and disrupt themselves before they get disrupted. But at the same time, they talk about the, the immunity system in the organization. It's like you have this, this, this new thing in your, in your, in your right. physiology and the immunity system is like, whoosh, kill it. Yeah. <laughs> it's working against it. <laughs> kill it, no. Okay. So, so what's next for you? <laughs> what's next for me? Well, I think um, I'm continuing to, to, build, uh, to, to build my expertise and my creativity. I guess my confidence uh, to become really a, a, a thought leader in, in this space. Mm -hmm. um, one of the advantages is that I'm able to do it in Arabic as well, which I, which I think is really fantastic. Um, I'm considering learning a little bit more about organizational psychology, right. which I think is quite an interesting space. Right. Um, I'm also very interested in blending music, so bringing in music and art into into these into this realm mm -hmm. because there are a lot of different there are a lot of different uh, areas of of, of, of of convergence and 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 synthesis right um, continue continue to continue to to, to 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 push myself to be a better version of myself to uh, unleash potential unleash possibility right to grow along the way. <laughs> and be happy. Sure. And make others happy. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks a lot.